Tonight's show is brought to you by Vendetti Optics, the Ozarks Outdoor Home and Recreation Expo, and you, our listeners. When in Texas, follow the guy with Texas tags. Nobody drives as fast as a Texan, especially in Texas. Because apparently in Texas, like, an available engine upgrade is a warp drive. What is up, all of you wayward souls, and welcome back to the Wayward Stories podcast. Wayward Stories is the podcast where we tell stories of our wanderings and our wonderings. How have you guys been? I'm excited for so many reasons to be back here in the studio recording tonight, and you're going to find out about some of those reasons very, very soon. First and foremost, y'all, this is episode 50. Like, that seems like some kind of a, like a watermark. That seems like some kind of a milestone that we should celebrate. I did not bring out any party hats or anything or kazoos or any of the fun things, so we're just going to have to roll with it. But this is episode 50. I am so shocked that we made it this far, but we've made it this far, and y'all, we're rolling. Like, things are starting to pick up steam. Things are really starting to grind. The grind is starting to pay off. I told my friend earlier, I said, you know what I realize I've been doing for the last three years? I've been level grinding my podcast player, like my podcast character. That's what I've been doing. I've been level grinding and we are starting to finally get up there. What is it? Gamers. We get about level 17, 18. You really start being able to handle the bosses. You know, things start going your way. So the grind is still ongoing, but we're actually making some headway. And that's one of the things I'm excited to tell you guys about tonight. I've been in contact with, as you heard at the top of the show, you heard at the very top ad slot the bookend, the Ozarks Recreation Outdoor Expo. Ozarks Home and Recreation Outdoor Expo. I've been in contact with them, and they have invited me to be a member of the committee for the show. They have invited, or they have asked to brand this podcast to the Outdoor Expo for Northwest Arkansas. Y'all, they're expecting like 6,000 people to roll in those doors over the weekend of October 21st through the 23rd. And Wayward Stories is going to be there and going to be all over it. I'm going to be there. For any of you guys that are listening here in state, a lot of you, uh, my Missouri listeners, some of you guys up there, night hikers of Roton, you guys, if you know you want to get down October 21st through the 23rd over the weekend, see a bunch of cool toys and stuff, it's an outdoor expo, y'all. They're going to have all kinds of vendors and exhibitors, all this cool stuff going on, all outdoor related. I mean, I expect there will be kayaks, there may be some RV people, there will be side-by-sides, like probably, most likely, outfitters, guide services, destinations, Airbnb hosts, you know, things there it's a huge event and wayward stories is now squarely in the mix name logo the whole nine yards slapped right on it and maybe just maybe i might be like picking up getting behind the old microphone i might be doing some mic checks that's uncertain at the moment because we're working out all the details but big things big things huge things for wayward stories and it's got me in mode man i've got work going on i've got so much stuff to get taken care of between now and then to be prepared to promote the heck out of this podcast and meet people and and y'all i really do hope that some of you guys will come by because we could hang out all weekend and we would have a great time i have no doubt anyway around it it's going to be a good time and it is a great opportunity for the show. I'm just super psyched. I don't want to belabor the point. I don't want to keep going on and on and on about it, but y'all, it's been a whole thing. Lots of work going on behind the scenes right now, and it's all good news for Wayward Stories. Super psyched. Um, Let's get into tonight's episode. Let's not spend a whole lot of time in housekeeping because there's not a whole lot to talk about tonight. Like, I again, episode 50, Milestone, invited to be a media promotional partner for a huge outdoor expo right here in the state of Arkansas that is becoming the epicenter for outdoors enthusiasts. People are starting to catch on. People are starting to learn about this little hidden gem that we have right here in Arkansas. And I'm about to be right in the mix. We are, all of us, you listeners, myself, all you guys that have been around from the beginning that have supported me and kept me going like when we were level grinding. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It's a celebratory moment for me, and there have been very few of those in my life in recent years. So, yes, 
bring it on. That's what I say. So let's get on, though. Let's get on with tonight's show. What are we going to talk about tonight? As you probably saw, we've titled it Road Trippin'. I've had this idea, actually, for quite some time, guys. Like, I've been sitting on it for three or four months, five months. Um, I just want to talk about road trips because, y'all, getting outdoors, a lot of our explorations and stuff, like, the road trip is a quintessential part of it. Everyone loves a good road trip. And it's like, it's the romance of the road, y'all. There's something about the freedom. Everyone, you know, road trips differently, of course. Like, there are some people that are micromanagers. I had a uh, in-law once who just made road trips miserable because it was micromanaged to the degree you couldn't even have fun because you were constantly on the clock. It was worse than being at work. But then there's people like me who are like, fly by the seat of your pants. I'm a destination. I got X amount of hours, and I'm about to roll on it, and we will figure out what to do as we go. And it just leaves the door open. It is the romance. It's the adventure. It's the excitement. It's the unknown. What will we find? Anyway, I love me some road trips. And I wanted to talk about road trips because like there are ways to road trip. Y'all, there are all kinds of little tips and tricks. There's all kinds of little things. There's all these great like stops that everyone needs to make or needs to know about. There's, I mean, even like what's what's the best travel centers? What are the best ones to hit where you're not going to get like literally chased down by lot lizards and maybe you can actually get in and out of there relatively quickly y'all guess what i was a professional driver that drove all over the united states for the last five years i have got some experience i can tell you where to go where not to go not everywhere i didn't ever spend a whole lot of time in the extreme northeast or the extreme northwest but pretty much everywhere else it's like i always put it this way when i worked for big purple i put it this way I would tell people, I'm like, they say that water covers 70% of the earth's surface. I cover the rest. And that was a pretty darn true statement. Um, I've got some insight. So if you guys love to road trip, I think you might like tonight's episode. Because we're just going to talk about all kinds of things road trippy. But I said, I've been sitting on it for a while because it was a little bit thin. The concept in and of itself was a little thin. It could have been a very forced feeling episode trying to put together enough content. Um, but then, then this last weekend happened. I'm talking like today's Monday episode drops tomorrow night, Tuesday. I just rolled in from like 49 straight hours of driving last night. And then I worked all day today. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. If I mess up some words tonight, or if I actually go cross-eyed and start drooling at some point, like just bear with me, I will reset. If I malfunction, give me a minute, I'll reset and we'll keep going. But anyway, Friday night, last Friday night, I get off work. I did have plans to go up to Mirror Lake here in the, in Arkansas, up in the Ozarks, up around Mountain Home, um, Mountain View. And that was actually the plan. It's going to have a nice leisurely weekend. I actually wasn't even really planning on leaving until Saturday morning. I go up there. We had a lot of rain last week for the first time in a while. And I thought maybe, maybe I can get that picture that everyone else has gotten. I haven't got to get it yet. Uh, you know, a um, long exposure of the dam there at Mirror Lake. That was the plan. But then, then, a good friend of mine had a non-emergent emergency. And there was somebody that might be in need of rescue, so to speak. Not search and rescue, like more like interpersonal rescue. You know, in San Antonio, which is a long freaking way from Fort Smith. It's nigh on nine hours. Um, and I was like, you know what? No. Okay. Yeah. We're just, we're going to preempt plans here. We're just going to preempt plans and I'm going to load up and we're going to go. We're going to head down and we're going to take care of some business if we have to. But guess what? It's a road trip because it wasn't, when I say, that's why I say non-emergent. Okay. Non-emergent. Like no one's dying. Everything was okay, but there was a, a stranded situation. And so it's like, yeah, let's road trip, baby. Let's go. Let's go that way instead. Let's see. It's been a while since I've been that far down in Texas. Let's go have some fun. Plus, I've been wanting to go to Bucky's for a while. Y'all, I'm rocking my Bucky's shirt tonight. You see it? We're going to talk about Bucky's later, but it's been probably a year and a half since the last time I got to go to Bucky's, and I was missing some of those brisket sandwiches. So, like, for the last month, I've been thinking, I really need to take a Texas road trip sometime just so I can go to Bucky's. Y'all, yes, Bucky's is that cool. We're going to talk about it later. Anyway, perfect. So, load up and head out. So, got home, planning to sit here Friday night in the studio at my house, taking care of business, and head out Saturday morning for a leisurely whatever. Now, it's 6.30. You know, I'm only off work for like an hour and a half, and I'm already on the way to San Antonio. 
And y'all, that is how I love to live my life. I know some of y'all, and I am, I'm a control freak myself in ways. Like I have my coping mechanisms, my defense mechanisms, right? From all the trauma. But like, that's actually one of my defense mechanisms. It's like, I hate authority. I hate structure. I hate that kind of stuff because all the authority and structure I ever knew failed the hell out of me. And so it's like the freedom of the open road, seat of my pants, no idea I'm about to leave. Heck yeah, let's go. That was, it was on road tripping. So I took off, man. We were flying down headed down 259 towards Texas from Fort Smith, Arkansas, and essentially basically just, man, just cruised. Because, you know, the first night, I love driving. This is one of the things. I love driving around sunset through the Washita Mountains of southeast Oklahoma and southwest Arkansas as well. There's actually 259 and then there's 59. Either side of the border, it can get confusing. But either way, down through the Washita Mountains at sunset, it's just, it's a super, super nice drive. You are cruising through old growth pine forest, a loblolly pines and plantation pines as the sun setting and golden hour comes in. And it's just, it's a really relaxing, peaceful, nice, enjoyable experience. And I got a picture of sunset that is, it's definitely topped my list now for my pictures that I've ever taken that are my personal favorites. You know, anyone who, who produces some, anyone who makes anything, whether it be pictures or art, whether you're a photographer, whether you're an artist, whether you're a sculptor, a painter, a musician, it doesn't matter. There are going to be certain things you produce that you're just like that, that, that's my wheelhouse right there. That's one of my favorite things that I've done. I got a picture. Go check it out on my Instagram at waywardson119. And it's a grayscale. Actually, I actually put it into black and white. It was a beautiful sunset with all kinds of color. But when it went into grayscale, as I was messing around with it, it just took on this feel that almost gets, it gets a little bit, um, I don't know, not really otherworldly, but it, it, it's different. It's different. It's very dramatic. It's very atmospheric. And I just absolutely love it. I hope you guys will go over there and check it out. Um, but stopped, got that sunset, and then just cruised, man. Just cruised through the mountains and rolled into Paris, Texas. I don't know, now on 10 o'clock, 10.30, something like that. And um, set up camp for the night. And then the next day, set out for the next leg of the trip, heading on down to San Antonio. So, like, what was the plan? Um, Well... No, there wasn't one, essentially. We're just going to go in the general direction of where help um, may be needed. And I thought, well, first things first, we got to go to Bucky's, all right? Because we're going to scroll, scroll right through Dallas, and there's Bucky's all the way around Dallas. So we're going to go to a Bucky's. It's been a while since I've been into Bucky's. I'm ready to go. I need to get some stickers for the old ice chest. I need to get some brisket for my little tummy. And so rolled from Paris onto Dallas. And hit a Bucky stop. For you guys that don't know what a Bucky's is, y'all, Bucky's is it is like the mecca of travel stops. Of like, it's not a convenience store. I can't call it a convenience store. You know, you go to a convenience store, they have like maybe a big convenience store has like eight, ten, twelve gas base. Right? Bucky's has like a hundred and fifty. There, the gas islands are expansive. As far as you can see, it feels like when you're standing there in them. Bucky's is huge. It's larger. Like I would say, it's easily as big as, say, a Target, a Sam's Club, a Walmart Supercenter, a Costco. Massive place. And and I know a lot of you that listen to me are local, and you're like, of course I know what a Bucky's is, Justin. I mean, it's been around long enough now that we colloquially everyone calls it Bucy's instead of Bucky's, just because people do weird stuff like that. But y'all, I got people. I mean, I've mentioned recently we got people listening in the Ukraine. We got people listening in South America, all over Europe, like in Canada. We get a lot of Canadian listeners. Super cool, which I love, y'all. Thank you, everyone that's listening. Thank you. Um. But yeah, so all of you locals, just bear with us because a lot of people don't know what a Bucky's is. Bucky's is, it's it's essentially, um, it's exclusive to Texas at the moment. I'm not for sure, but I think some may be being built elsewhere, but it's huge. It's a huge travel stop, okay? Number one, they got this little beaver dude, which is super cute, and he walks around in the store in his costume. And anyway, the whole point of the place is anything and everything you need for like a road trip is there. And there's like a billion gas base. For real, there's like a hundred plus at some of the larger Bucky's. I think there's six around Dallas. I went to the one in um, Temple. Went to the one in Temple. And anyway, y'all, you go into Bucky's. Number one, 
All right, they got a literally a brisket island. Okay, there's an island in the middle where they're making Texas brisket. You can get it in the sliced or the chopped. I like it both ways. Personally, I like the sliced better. But either way, it's there ready to go and it's hot and fresh because trust me, that stuff ain't setting on a warmer. It's going off the counter as soon as it hits the counter. You know, they're dropping them in the slots and they're back there slinging brisket. And I mean, they are going to town and it's pretty darn good stuff, guys. I mean, think about it. You stop to get gas on a road trip usually and you're like looking in the little warmer and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take some of those cheese sticks and a crispito. And then you get it and it's gross. It's cold. The end of it's hard because it's been there since, you know, noon and it's seven or eight o'clock at night. No, like. You go into a buggies, you go and you stop in for your gas, you get your eyes, you fill up your eyes chest, whatever, and you like literally get a brisket sandwich and walk out the door and you have a hot snack for the next part of your trip. They've got all kinds of stuff in Bucky's, y'all. There are stickers, there are t-shirts, there are, man, they have coolers, they have ice chest yetis, like you name it. It's literally like a convenience store, kind of mashed up a little bit with with something like a target or a walmart where you can get some other things that are important but it's just massive it's so much fun y'all bucky's are awesome i would love to see more of them going up out there in the world yo and bathrooms y'all you guys that are hardcore road trippers we all know how important a bathroom is right okay when you're out there on the road and i mean like we're just gonna be real here we're all adults i think mostly that listen to this show like sometimes you're out there on the road, you just have to take a wonky dump. Okay. That's just the truth. Sometimes it just hits you like, you know what I mean? Road trips can, things happen to your stomach that are just not a lot of fun. That is never a fun experience. When you roll into a convenience store off of an interstate, wherever the heck you are, you go in and you, you know, the toilet looks like you don't want to, you're hovering, you're hovering. It gets messy. Things go bad. Things are not good. Going to the bathroom in normal old convenience stores is not a good experience. At Bucky's, let me tell you something about Bucky's. They have these stalls that are more like palaces. They're like literally thrones made for, you know, royalty. The walls are like a foot thick. Okay. So you don't have to listen to what's happening next to you. Also, the bottom of the stall door is low enough that like people have to literally bend over and almost be on the floor to like see your feet up under the stall door. Like I'll tell you like this, you're not having to listen to what's happening next to you. No one's having to hear what's going on with you. Like what Bucky's has to offer really, truly, they offer you your dignity back. Truly going to the restroom at a Bucky's is like, it's a dignified pooping experience. That is what they're offering to you. I'm a big fan of Bucky's. Okay. Everything there is off the chain. As the kids said about 15 years ago, cause that's how far I am behind on the local lingo on the not local, the current lingo. But anyway, Bucky's absolutely awesome place. I just love Bucky's y'all. You, you, unless you know, you don't know. You just have to check one out. It's actually worth a road trip all its own. If it's with any kind of distance of you, you should take a road trip to Buggies. I just love a Buggies. Anyway, since we're talking about travel stops, let's talk about a few of them because we're talking about road trips tonight. Again, this show is going to be about the trip that I took and we're going to get to more of it soon, but we're also like mingling in all the great little tips and tricks and things that you should know about the road trips. Um, Other great gas stops. Okay. Like some of them are more iffy, but they're very prevalent and they have everything you need. Like Love's. If you've ever road tripped in the U.S., you know about Love's. And Love's is a great one. Like they usually have a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Subway built right there in the store. So you can stop, you start the pump running, you lock your doors, you go in, you go to the bathroom, you walk over, you order you a snack to get you down the next three or four hours to the next tank of gas. It's it's a great one-stop shop and they're everywhere. If you've headed down 40, there's one every 20 miles, if they're even that far apart. They basically line every major interstate throughout the United States. Lo- states. Loves are great ones. Um, there's some called Travel America. They are not my favorite. I'm not going to try to get sued for libel here, but like, I, if it's between loves or Travel America, I'm going loves. Going loves. Um, also, guys, QTs, quick trip. A lot of you are like, yeah, I've been a quick trip, whatever. Like, QT, quick trips are not everywhere. There's not one in the state of Indiana. Good luck. I spent way too long in Indiana without my brisket mac and cheese or a turkey and grilled cheese sandwich with buffalo sauce. Like, y'all, QT, QT. If QT is an, is an option for you to make your gas stop, do it. 
because the food they have between their mac and cheese or their brisket mac and cheese or their brisket tacos or their Southwest chicken tacos or all those things. Like you guys know, you're on a road trip, you're starving, you're driving for hours and hours and hours. You go in these places and it's always just crappy food. QT is a whole lot like Bucky's, but on a smaller scale, the bathrooms are 99% of the time really clean. The food is literally popping. The food is great at a QT. You go to a good QT, y'all, the food that they're making is like on par with a lot of restaurants that you might eat dinner at. I mean, it's not cuisine, but y'all, the food they make is absolutely killer. And the gas, like gas pumps, like gas pumps can be so slow sometimes, like getting your car to go and it wants this and it wants your zip code. Dude, like QT's gas pumps are so fast. And y'all trust me, I lived and died by QT's, especially in St. Louis when I was still working for Big Purple. You want to talk about a quick in and out. You could have the gas pumping like before you've even hit the ground running from coming out of the front seat of the truck. Like that's how quick the pumps move. You go in, First time you ever go to a quick trip and it's just there's people everywhere and you stop, you get your stuff and you get in line and you just hang your head because you're like, oh, great, because there's like 12 people in front of you because they're super busy. Right. And then by the time you lift your head back up, there's no one in front of you. And the cash reg, cash cashier's just looking at you like, OK, dude, it's your turn. They move people so fast because they run two cash registers per cashier and it everything's fast like they do everything fast. Their, their registers are fast. Their computers are fast. They're, they're everything. Like they move faster than you can move. Like they've got you checked out and you're still trying to put your card back in your wallet. You know what I mean? QTs are great stops. If you have one available to you, there was only like two or three in Texas on the whole trip that we went down through there. I didn't even stop at one, but QTs are great. Um, Ooh, up in the mid, 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 Midwest, um, sheets. If you can come across a sheets, sheets, make some good food. I really dig their little gas stations. They are more like a, uh, a convenience store, but sheets is really good. There's a lot of cool places like that guys. You just got to keep your eyes open. Got to keep your eyes open, but loves is always a go-to. It's always there when you need it. It's like Denny's. It's always open. Um, and if you ever go to Texas again, go to Bucky's. There's a place a whole lot like Bucky's up in St. Louis. And there's one, I believe in Illinois. It's the only two I know of the one in St. Louis opened right before like my last few runs in St. Louis. And I finally got to go in. They'd been building it for months and it's called Wally's. And what it is, is it's like literally a carbon copy of a Bucky's, but it's like the Midwest version. And they claim that they've been around longer than Bucky's, but I mean, it, it's a carbon copy. They're exactly the same, even with the brisket island, okay? And the bathrooms made for kings with the dignified experience for your bowel movements. Like, Wally's is really cool, but instead of having, like, the Texas theme, everybody ain't running around in cowboy hats yelling yeehaw and throwing brisket at your face. It's like nostalgic Route 66 American road trip. Everything there. Like, guys, one of the coolest things that I love so much about a Wally's. You go to the soda fountain, like Pepsi, Coke, Dr. Pepper, all those things. They have logos and labels from like the 1970s and 80s. They're brand new labels, but they're they're literally the logos that were used back in the 70s and 80s on all their little fountains and all everything. Everything is themed for like 1950s Americana. It's really, really cool. If you ever get the chance to pop into Wally's, there's one right there on the south side of St. Louis. When you're coming in on Interstate 44, it's past Pacific. I'm pretty positive it's past Pacific. Anyway, check it out. Just check it out. Wally's is really, really cool. Okay, so back to my weekend road trip. So I head out of, out of Paris and I'm headed south. I'm headed towards San Antonio, or as my grandma used to say, Santonia. I'm heading towards San Antonio and don't know exactly where I'm going. But then I'm like, wait a second. We're going to cruise right by Austin. Hamilton Pool is just out from Austin, and I've had Hamilton Pool on my to-do list for a long, long time. Hamilton Pool is a really awesome grotto. Okay, in Texas, y'all, and this ain't bagging on Texas. Texas is an awesome state. We're going to extol upon many of its virtues as we go through tonight's show, but Hamilton Pool is like, okay, the thing about Texas, I mean, I'm sorry, let me digress. The thing about Texas is it's flat. If you're not over in the piney woods or you're not out in the desert with the mesas, there's, you know, or down in the hill country, which you're heading into. This is where we're going is the hill country tonight. But as you go through most of Texas, it's flat. There's some trees. There's some prairies. There's lots of cows. Many a prairie dog. 
but it's flat. Like there's not a lot going on. Hamilton Pool reminds you of being in the Ozarks. Hamilton Pool reminds you of being somewhere in Colorado, perhaps. It's just this amazing grotto with a creek and a waterfall and this huge pool. It's Hamilton Pool. There's a huge pool of water where this waterfall flows in. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Hamilton Pool. Been on my list forever and ever, right? So get down there, drive all the way. I'm driving hours and hours and hours, right, from Paris. Get all the way down there to Hamilton Pool. Pull in, start seeing signs. As I'm approaching, I start seeing signs. They're saying, Hamilton Pool, open, reservation only. I'm like, no, dear God, no. Get there, pull up, little park ranger woman sitting there. And she's like, you know, I didn't even pull in line because I already had a feeling. And I I just kind of walked up. I was like, hey, I see it says reservations only. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sorry. And we're booked up for today. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. Hey, it doesn't say anything about you being closed online, being reservation only. I was like, literally just drove nine and a half hours from Fort Smith, Arkansas. You know, nothing indicated it was closed. And she's like, what did you check the county park website? I was like, no, because I checked Google because I knew where I was going. Hamilton Bull. And Google doesn't say anything about reservation only. I was like, it just, you might because I could see many people doing what I did. Google has all the answers always. And everyone just assumes it does. And if you know where you're going, I want to go to say Hamilton pool. You put in Google maps, it pulls up a lot of times. It'll say right at the top of anything you list is like closes soon, not close or not open on this day or whatever, or it'll say reservation only. It's like somebody needs to probably put on there reservation only so we kind of have a heads up you know i mean again i'm going by the seat of my pants and i'm not blaming them trust me i'm not going caring on this it was just really disappointing because usually google maps will alert you and i could see a place where a lot of people would just throw it in google maps i want to go to hamilton pool today and you drive three or four hours from somewhere and boom you can't even get in and you're kind of forced to move on down the road it was a stinky deal but that's okay because when you fly by the seat of your pants you always have backup options so it's like okay well i know i'm going to stay in marble falls tonight marble falls is right up the road so i'm going to head on to marble falls so I get to Marble Falls. We get up into the hotel room. Um, by the way, again, we talked about, I think it was in last week's episode. I probably talked about it back in the You Don't Have to Be Rich to See the World episode. Motel 6 is a great option, guys. And I've told you, I've only stayed in one or two sketchy ones ever. And for the price that you get them, they're typically clean. They're typically pretty safe. Everything about them, they're, they're what they're supposed to be, an economic option, but they're one of the better ones and just wanted to check in. They did not fail me on this trip. I was making a trip on a budget. I'd stay two different nights in two different rooms, some six hours apart, and both of those Motel 6s were really, really good to us. Motel 6 was a great place this time, guys. It was clean. Both of them were very, very nice. The one in Marble Falls, y'all, I found out Marble Falls is bougie. I remember going through Marble Falls years ago, and I remember it being a beautiful little town. But it's a bougie place because the Motel 6 was fairly expensive, and it is the nicest by far and away Motel 6 of all the Motel 6s I've ever stayed in. It was a nice experience. But Motel 6, it pulls, man, it comes through for us poor folk who are out there still trying to live life on a budget, they come through in a pinch 99% of the time. It's really good. So we get to Marble Falls, and I just kind of kind of shag up for five minutes, and I start looking, what is close by? And I discovered, oh my gosh, look, Enchanted Rock is right down the road. Y'all, we talked about Enchanted Rock recently. We did a whole episode on it, and it's been 15 years since I've been to Enchanted Rock and I did it for a whole different show at a whole different time in my life. Right. And so like, I don't even have the rights anymore to any of that footage that I hosted on. Like it, someone else owns it. I can't even use it. So I was like, it's time for me to go back for my own ding dang self. So we decided to head back to Enchanted Rock and it was a really, really cool afternoon. And we're going to talk about that After we get back from the break, we have run on our half hour for tonight and we need to get our ad slots in tonight. So 
I'm going to catch you guys here in just a couple of minutes on the other side of the break. What is up, all of you wayward souls? I want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Bendetti Optics, a brand based right here in the good old U.S. of A., Portland, Oregon, to be exact. And I bought my first pair of Bendetti sunglasses about a year and a half ago and fell in love with them so much so that I got online and ordered a couple of more pair. And when I did, there was a small shipping snafu, an order fulfillment snafu, and I got on the phone, gave them a call, and guess what? I get a call back from who? One of the big men themselves right there in Portland, from the top of the chain have a great conversation and we end up starting this great relationship we have they more than made right the little snafu that occurred and i am now a huge proponent of them because i can tell you from personal experience they are good people and they're trying to compete with the big boys out there coming in at a price point of about 40 dollars, but using the exact same frame material tr90 and the same polarization process as the big guys as it turns out something i think we are already probably new in our hearts when you buy big name sunglasses you're buying a big name not necessarily any more quality than you can get somewhere else like at bendetti optics they have 29 different styles they have multiple polarization options for whatever climate you happen to live in and they back it up with like this lifetime guarantee that if your dog eats your sunglasses it doesn't matter how you break them send it back in with a check to cover shipping and handling and you're golden you got a new pair on the way these guys are truly trying to do it right and they have this philosophy that a really good pair of sunglasses should not cost you so much that you are afraid to wear them and i think all of us outdoorsmen can relate to that so if you guys like me are very practical and like to get more bang for your buck and wear some great looking sunglasses check out bendettioptics.com that's b-e-n-d-e-t-t-i optics.com or you can go over to instagram slash optics and that i highly suggest whether you buy a pair or not just to check out the cutest pupper you will ever see modeling sunglasses once again, that's BendettiOptics.com. And make sure and let them know Wayward Stories sent you. What is up, guys? I am so excited to tell you about tonight's sponsor. And that is the Ozarks Home and Outdoor Recreation Expo that is going to be held at the Rogers Convention Center in beautiful Rogers, Arkansas, October 21st through the 23rd of 2022. This show is for all of us Wayward Souls. It is for the outdoor enthusiast, and it's going to feature exhibitors and vendors, both local and national, that specialize in the products and the destinations that satisfy all of our outdoor predilections. So if you guys are looking for your next big kid toy, maybe you're just looking for another piece of gear, or maybe you just want to find some ideas for your next adventure, the Ozarks Home and Outdoor Recreation Expo is going to be the place to be October 21st through the 23rd. Again, at the Rogers Convention Center in Rogers, Arkansas. I'm going to be there all weekend in many capacities. I hope you guys will come by because I would love to meet you in person. And if you're interested in exhibiting something yourself, perhaps you have some wares that you would like to share. Get in touch with the show's organizers at OzarksRecShow at gmail.com. That's O-Z-A-R-K-S-R-E-C-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. And if you do... Make sure and let them know that Wayward Stories sent you. And welcome back. Thank you guys for sitting through that break and listening to those ads from our sponsors. It's very important. It helps the show a lot. So let's get back into tonight's narrative. So decide I'm going back to Enchanted Rock. I'm going to revisit times and days of my past. So you drive over from Marble Falls to Enchanted Rock. It's about a 30 minute drive. Beautiful drive, because at this point, y'all, when you're road tripping through this part of Texas, you're back into the hill country. And we just talked about it a few episodes ago. The hill country is gorgeous. And I'm so excited. I got to see it again with my own eyes, like get back out there and see it. It is just absolutely stunning because you're getting into like, again, they call it the hill country for a reason. Like they didn't just make that up out of whole cloth. It actually is descriptive of the terrain that you're driving through. It gets very hilly. There's some very, very large um, elevation changes and things where you're up on a ridge and you're looking down and you're going, hey, I'm way the heck up here. This is like a quasi mountain and you're in Texas. So it's a little bit shocking, right? It's like playing Fallout. Did any of you guys ever play Fallout? Okay, in New Vegas, 
And you played Fallout. And you've spent all those years. You played Fallout 3. You played New Vegas. You played all these Fallouts. Well, you're playing New Vegas, right? And it's all. It's just a wasteland, right? It's post-nuclear apocalypse world. It's a fun game. It's a great game. Everything's gray. Everything's dead. Everything's blown up. All the trees are dead. You know, it's just this super grayscale, just dead world. But then you play New Vegas. And in New Vegas, you get a DLC called Road to Zion. And you go and you take the road to Zion. And you find that Zion was preserved from the nuclear fallout, the nuclear winter, the nuclear apocalypse. And it's still alive. And it is gorgeous. The water's clear and not irradiated. The trees, there's bushes, there's green. And it's like walking from... I don't know, a living nightmare into like a dream, like a lucid dream, and everything is bright and vibrant. That's kind of like what rolling into the hill country from the rest of Texas can be like. You're rolling out a desert scrub or, or high prairie grass, and all of a sudden you're in mountains, trees, really, really pretty trees, and huge rock formations. Like the hill country is just absolutely wonderful place. It is bucket trip worthy all on its own right. But I'm going over from Marble Falls, and you head over from Marble Falls. It's a great drive, but then my favorite roads. Y'all, the best roads in Texas are farm-to-market roads. you got to find the farm-to-market roads. They're like what we call county roads in Arkansas or Oklahoma, but it's the farm-to-market roads. They're the back roads of Texas, and y'all, those roads are so much fun to drive. Like, they have all the great scenery. I love crossing the creeks and the rivers down in the hill country because they have a whole different thing. Here, up here, in Arkansas, Oklahoma, all of our creeks have lots and lots of rocks, tiny rocks, pebbles, you know, down there, it's more like they literally are run through cut by erosion alone through solid bedrock. They don't have like big beds of, of, of creek rock of pea gravel. It, it doesn't really work that way. You'll see patches and pockets, but that's not like the preponderance of things. The creeks down there are literally just worn through eons of bedrock, and it makes the coolest formations. It's it's an alien landscape, guys. I don't know how to put it. It is an alien landscape to those of us who are outsiders from areas like that, and it is, to me, starkly beautiful. It is a bit more barren, but it has its own beauty. It has that arid feel because you are transitioning into like desert ego regions, eco regions out there in certain areas. And it's just, it's absolutely cool. It's absolutely cool. But you roll up and you start rolling into Enchanted Rock State Wildlife Management Area. And you look up and this huge pink granite dome is towering over you and it looks big from a distance like it's impressive from a distance but you don't really realize how impressive until you get closer and you really start to see the magnitude of the size of this thing and you start seeing trees for reference you know like you get closer you can see trees a little better and like oh my god that's a full-grown tree it's not a little bush you get closer and you might see a, a car driving down the road in front of you two miles ahead right about to get to the park entrance and you're like holy crap that is a huge granite dome y'all it's like el cap it's a magma intrusion it is granite that was like part of a a volcanic situation that had swelled up and it just kind of froze solid it just kind of died went dormant and then after a billion and a half trillion years of erosion you know it's still there because granite it turns out is really hard and it makes for a really really beautiful feature standing out from the horizon now I hiked the Summit Trail because I was short of time. Like most of my road trip, this was one of those road trips. It was just a road trip to explore, stop and take pictures, go on to the next stop. What else is there to see? It was just a driving road trip. It was an exploration trip and it was so much fun. I love those kind of trips. So I didn't have a lot of time though because I'd driven from Paris all the way to Marble Falls. And you know, there's only so much daylight in a day in Texas. Now Texas again. Texas is, you know, better at everything, so they have 25 hours in a day, but even that fact still left me short of time. So I chose to do the Summit Trail because it is a short trail. It is 0.8 miles. Literally, that's all it is. But you gain 400 feet over eight-tenths of a mile. It's a little bit of an extreme climb. It does have very sure footing, though, like weathered granite with a good pair of keen boots, which was what I was wearing tons of grip i felt like a mountain goat i was almost striding down that thing like it you had so much grip but anyway all it is is really elevation gain it's a super easy hike just straight up the face basically and you get to the top and there is a payoff for all that work you put in 
You get all the way to the top and you have a 360 degree panoramic view from the very tip top, horizon to horizon, all the way as far as the eye can see. And it's stunning. Go over to my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash wayward stories, or you can go see it at the website, waywardstories.com right there on the front page. Go watch the video. It'll just say summit hike at Enchanted Rock right in the middle of it. I do a 360 degree panorama of the horizon in four, you know, whatever 4k or whatever YouTube allows it to play at its highest rate sneaking YouTube, but go check it out. Y'all it is stunning. You absolutely need to check it out. You need to go down there for yourself and see it because it is absolutely gorgeous. It It's awe inspiring. It truly is a sacred space. Enchanted Rock is really one of those sacred places that we talked about back around Christmas time time. It is really, really a cool place. Um, when you get to the top, there are going to be lots and lots and lots of vultures and buzzards and a lot of wind. Okay. It's very windy, but even buzzards, vultures, even those ugly carrion birds can still be quite majestic to watch when they're literally riding like updrafts, when they're riding thermals right by your face. You're standing up there on the rock and these guys are on an updraft. They're riding it. They're just gliding. And they're literally at eye level, maybe 100 yards from you. And that's close. When you're talking about birds like that and you're on the side of a like a big bluff face... It is so, so close. Some of them, I think, got as close as 50 or 60 feet. There's some footage of that in there as well. But it's just such a cool experience, y'all. We could see a rainstorm way off on the horizon. You could see a rainstorm just where the bottom had dropped out of a cloud. Because you can see like 25, 30 miles. Who knows? From that vantage point, you have um, 400 feet below you between where you are and where you started. Um, you're actually at 1,800 and like 28 feet above sea level, but we're talking in comparison to the land around you. You're like 400 feet up, 382 feet or something like that. That gives you like 40 stories of advantage to see. So normally the human eye is limited by the curvature of the earth at 14 miles. I don't know where it limits it at when you're 400 feet above the ground, but you can see the horizon probably 25, 30 miles away. And you can see this rainstorm off in the distance. It's a really, really cool experience y'all. And it's a great hike. And there are other hikes there. You can hike around the entire base. I heard some people walk by that were talking about a cave. I was like a cave. I didn't know about a cave. Let's go see the cave. Don't have time getting too late and not, not really, um, not really on the list for that day. And also needed to get back to the hotel and sleep. And, you know, we're still on a rescue mission here, still thinking about, you know, having to maybe take care of some business down there. So it was like, best thing to do is go ahead and hike back down. We got what we wanted here for today and let's go back and let's head back to Marble Falls. You know, let's go back over there and get settled in and let's recoup and reassess and figure out what's going on with the uh, non-emergent emergency and see if action is required. And so Headed on out and headed, I mean, driving out again, the farm to market roads are great. And it was happening right about magic hour again. Best road trip time ever is magic hour, y'all. It's a great time to be taking pictures, but it's also a great time to just be cruising, man. Like just riding along, chilling and enjoying the beautiful golden haze on everything. Everything is a magic moment, courtesy of magic hour. So we head on back. And we're going to go and got to find somewhere to eat, right? Because it's, it's getting late in the evening and I'm starving. So I go and find this place to eat. It's over in Lano. Okay. It's probably actually pronounced. Okay. No, no. It's probably supposed to actually be pronounced Yano because it's two L's, right? In, in Spanish, two L's. It's a Y sound. Yeah. But everyone there calls it Lano. So we're going to call it Lano because that is the colloquial thing to say, but just so you know, I am aware it is probably supposed to be called Yano. But anyway, go over to the little town of Lano and went to try to go eat at this creamery. It was Lano Creamery and Kitchen. So I go in and it was too late. We didn't get to eat there. But here, like, this is a really, really interesting thing that I have to tell you guys about. Um, I go in the door. Okay, it's it's right next to a bar, right? Like country and western bar. It's right next to a bar where you go in the door to the creamery and it is a creamery. They got their tables. They got their chairs. They got their ice cream scoops and their stands and all the things over there. But the music in there is really loud. 
and you walk on in and I'm looking for the kitchen area. I'm like, okay, can we still get dinner? Is it get, it's getting a little late. It's getting closer to closing. Can I still get dinner here? And I realized that it's literally attached to the bar. Y'all, it's a honky tonk. There was a live band in there jamming out and I'm looking right through an open air door from this building to that one, you know, like literally just a hole cut in the wall with um, some molding around it. It's just a doorway and it wasn't even closed off. I'm like, for real, real, there's people over there getting absolutely Stonewall Jackson and falling all over the place and rocking out to country music, singing Dwight Yoakam, you know, guitars and Cadillacs, hillbilly music. Like they were getting down and I'm over here trying to order ice cream, ice cream in a bar. Y'all, it's like an ice cream bar. I thought about it and I was like, man, someday, someday I have to, I have to get rich. This podcast has to blow up so I can buy a bar somewhere in the Yukon territories so I can have a Klondike bar. That's what it made me think of. It's like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on from that, didn't get to get food because it was so late. Like there was so much going on, but they're over there partying and I was sitting there thinking, this is one of the oddest things. Literally an ice cream shop connected to a bar. People are drinking, shooting pool. We got boot scooting going on next door. And it just felt like this this alone could be its own country music album. Or maybe it sounds a lot like something that would happen in a certain like 1970s, 1980s TV show. You know what I mean? It's like beer, bar flies, and bluebell. Them hazard boys are in it this time. You know, like it feels like a segue in the Dukes of Hazard. Beer, bar flies, and bluebell ice cream. Or an album name. Could be the title of a good song. I don't know. Somebody write that and send it my way. Anyway, let's move on from that. So we didn't get to eat there, but it turned out right next to it was a little restaurant called the Trailblazer Grill. Very, very good. Very, very good. One of the best hamburgers. I think I've ever had. And that's a true statement. Not making that up. Just to make them sound good or make this story sound better is a really, really good hamburger. Um, anyway, so it was a nice night. Like doing all that was a nice night. Got to head back to Marble Falls. So I head back towards Marble Falls and happen upon this is one of those things, guys. This is why you road trip. This is what you look for. This is what you have to keep your eyes open for. Cruising down the road north side of Marble Falls, coming back into town, just outside. I mean, I think we might have been technically like in another town. But suddenly, I go across this bridge, and there's a little creek under it. And to my right, all I see is like lights strung across this creek back and forth for as far as the eye can see and realized it was some kind of a river walk. And I was like, for real, don't care that it's 10 o'clock at night now and I got other stuff to do turning around and I went and spent an hour down there we just walked around I took pictures I got some cool pictures that I really really liked you can go check those out over at Instagram too but like just stumbled across this super super cool river walk in the middle of nowhere not in the middle of nowhere but kind of in the middle of nowhere you know it's not the kind of thing you're going to pull up and just find on onlyinyourstate.com they're talking about stuff like Hamilton Pool and Enchanted Rock they're not talking about the Hamilton Creek Park and it's tiny little river walk style situation around their creek. It's awesome, guys. It's like in such great shape. I mean, the sidewalks are awesome. There's bridges that cross the canal every probably 100 yards. They've got fountains in the middle of it. The lights are strung as far as you can see. It is a really, really cool setting. It is really chill. It is really relaxed. As I found out, it's apparently very romantic. There was a couple of folks um sitting over underneath a pavilion, possibly doing romantic types of things in the middle of the night. I tried to mind my own business and just take my pictures of the water. But it's a really cool thing. But that's the kind of thing, guys, when you're on these road trips, that's why. That's why you don't over plan a road trip. That's why you give room and make space for those really, really cool things that you're going to come across that you may not ever run across again that you may not see again. You Who knows? I may not ever end up back in Marble Falls again. There's a lot of U.S. to see. I may never end up back in that area again. Had to stop and check it out that one time. And if any of you guys head down that way, I highly suggest that you go down there and check it out. It's super, super cool place. 
Um, but anyway, we finished up that night. That was pretty much it for that night. Finished up that night. It was time to head back home and did exactly that. Got back to the Motel 6, knocked it off. Actually, I spent, you know, a couple of hours just going through pictures. Like that's one of my favorite parts of road trips too, man. That's part of what I'm out there doing. You know, it's what you guys are doing. That's what the road trip is about. Let's get out there. Let's make memories. Let's get pictures. Let's experience something. Experiential people. That's what we are. That's what wayward souls are. That's what I am for sure, man. I want to experience whatever there is to experience. And I love taking photographs. I love the photography aspect because it gives me something to look for out there. It gives me new reasons to look for new places and new things. And I had a lot of pictures, y'all, from Enchanted Rock all the way through that Hamilton Creek Park. There was a lot of cool stuff going on. And so I went through and I sat there and edited pictures for a couple of hours and enjoyed every last ding dang second of it. Going through, scrap the crap and find the good stuff and then sit there and wish that it was better stuff and then throw it into Lightroom and edit with it and play with the colors and just turn it into something that you really want to get out there and show people and say, look at what I experienced, look at what I saw and try to encourage other people to get out there and see it for themselves. So all in all, it was great. The non-emergent emergency remained non-emergent. Everything was taken care of took care of the situation as it needed to be taken care of. And so it was time like, okay, I got nine and a half hours back to Fort Smith and I got to work tomorrow and I've got a lot of stuff to do, a lot of laundry to take care of, a lot of life to take care of. So had to head back home. That's the worst part. I hate going home from road trips. Hate going home from road trips. Like I hate going home from anywhere that you really like to be. You know what I mean? It's never fun. It's never fun. And It can be more fun, though, if you take the time to think of it that way. Try to think of, okay, I'm going to take a different path home. Maybe I'll add 20 minutes, whatever. Maybe it'll add, but let's see. What other options do we have? Let's not go back exactly the way we came. Let's find another road that maybe runs parallel 10 miles that way. Let's see some other, let's see some more farm to market road. Let's see some other part of the country. Make it more of a loop, in a sense, so to speak, as an out and back. You know what I mean? Make the adventure, extend the adventure all the way back until you get back in the front door. And usually by the time you spent 48 hours living like that, you're actually kind of ready to get back home. You know what I mean? You're actually kind of ready to get back home because it's like, okay, I need a shower in my own shower. I need to sleep in my own bed. That's one thing about the adventurous type of lifestyle a lot of us live, guys. Like, you go out there, like I talked about a few episodes ago, spend four days, three days on the buffalo, sleeping in a hammock, bathing in the river out there by yourself. That's roughing it. You know, you're paddling down the river on your own, staying out there in a tree every night in a hammock. That's roughing it. You are gross. You stink. You're hungry. There's a lot of stuff going on there. You love that experience. But by the time you get home, guess what? You appreciate the heck out of being home, don't you? You appreciate the heck out of that bed. The things we come to, oh gosh, what's the word? It's getting late, a lot of my mind, and sometimes I lose the words. The things we come to take for granted, like our bed, like our easy chair, like our own showers, it's kind of nice because when you go out and you rough it, one thing, one of the perks that comes from it is it reminds you of how lucky we are. For the things that we do have, because we we definitely, a lot of us take those for granted. I think it's human nature to get used to things, get desensitized to what we see every day. It's a nice reminder. Yeah, I'm really, really glad to be home. Like, I haven't had to worry about that for a while because working in and out of uh, other states for the last couple of years, you just, I'm just always glad to be home now at this point. But it's kind of a nice part of the experience. But something also we should talk about here. When you're in Texas, things you need to know about Texas. Texas roads are absolutely incredible. You're in the middle of nowhere. You ain't had cell phone service in two hours. You're so far from everything that there's not even a dollar general. The roads are, I don't know, four lanes. No potholes. How do they do that? I don't know. But that's Texas. Their roads are awesome. And also, when in Texas... Follow the guy with Texas tags. Nobody drives as fast as a Texan, especially in Texas. Like here in Arkansas, we always talk about those dang Texas people because they flying down our roads. Our speed limit's like 65. They're doing 137. But down there, if you need to get somewhere where you're going, follow a Texan. Because apparently in Texas, like an available engine upgrade is a warp drive. Like I don't know how they get away with that, but they do. 
Like they have hopped up cars down there, y'all, because like 110 ain't nothing to someone in Texas out on the open plains. If you need to get where you're going, hop in behind a Texan, follow that Texas plate, and they will lead you to the promised land, and your hair will be on fire the entire way. That is a definite tip for traveling in Texas. And another is make sure your will and testament is in order before you drive through Dallas. Dallas drivers are better than St. Louis drivers. St. Louis drivers are, I've told you guys, aggressive. They care not for their own lives and they are happy to take yours with them if they can. Dallas, it's not that they're like that aggressive. It's just there's so darn many of them. Y'all, Dallas is dense with people. The population is heavily dense. There are so many stinking people in Dallas and the roads don't make a lot of sense. It's like the city planners at some point got together, had a few drinks, a little moonshine. You know, we're talking way back in the day. It's an old town, had a few drinks and some moonshine. So we got this big old city we got to build. How y'all think we ought to build this thing? And somebody just reached into the pot of noodles and threw a bunch of wet noodles against the wall and said, well, build that. And that's what happened. And you got Dallas. It is impossible to figure out what the heck you were doing in Dallas. And I always suggest avoiding it if you can, because it messed me up. Y'all, I literally, again, pulling credibility here. I spent five years as a professional driver. I've driven everywhere. I've driven for weeks and months and years in major cities like Oakland, California. I know my way around city traffic. Like you got to know the tricks, guys. You got to know the tricks about city traffic and you're in city. Number one, do not slow down to hit a hole. If you need to get over and you see a hole behind you, do not slow down to make that hole under any circumstance. You always speed up. You always speed up because the moment you slow down, somebody back there in eight freaking lanes of traffic is going to come up on you at 135 because that's what they do in big cities like that. And you are dead. They are dead. And God knows how many other people are dead. Never, ever, ever, ever slow down. Okay. To hit a hole. You always speed up to hit a hole. The next thing you need to know about driving in a city like this is like the, there's so many lanes. Let's just stay four lanes to keep it easy. There's only one lane ever that is the quote unquote slow lane. Okay. Let's just say four lanes to keep it more simple, but this applies to six lanes, eight lanes wide. It doesn't matter. The furthest inside lane is the fastest lane. The one next to it is the fast lane. That next one will be what we call the slow lane or the papaw lane, and the one on the far right that to most of our sensibilities would think that's the slow lane. No, not in a city. That is the other fastest lane. It just has exits. That's how city driving works. If you're going to go slow, you don't get in the far right lane. You get in the one right next to it. It's just how it works. Learn, guys. When you go to a city, just learn that. Like, watch what's going on. Follow the flow of traffic. People who drive in cities follow certain sets of unspoken rules and some spoken rules. But they follow certain traffic patterns and you just jump on board and roll with it. Okay? Just do what they're doing. And these are the things you learn when you drive in chaotic traffic that looks to end your life every time you're in it. Every day for a living in a giant freaking metal death can that I drove for FedEx. I learned the ins and outs real quick because it's your life on the line, y'all. Just learn the ways. Go with the flow. I don't care if you're not comfortable with 80 miles an hour. That's the flow of traffic. You better do it or you're going to get someone killed or yourself killed or just don't drive in the city. Y'all go around the stinking city or find a different way. Driving through neighborhoods should not intimidate you in big cities, guys. If there is any way you can jump off the interstate and drive through the neighborhoods, do that. Do that every time. Neighborhoods are awesome. You want to see like the history of a city. You want to see antebellum neighborhoods. You want to see like Victorian neighborhoods. You want to see different architectural styles. You want to see the 1950s, the 1960s row houses. Drive through neighborhoods and cities and stay the heck off of the death highways. Like for real. That's the best thing you can possibly do. But just take my advice. Just go with the flow of traffic. Go as fast as you can comfortably go and go with the flow. And I'm not like advocating speeding. I'm just saying you are in the stinking city. You're going to die because that's how people drive. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. It's what you have to do to keep from not just hurting yourself, but hurting everyone else around you. Okay. And also the general rule. This is another big rule. Two second rule. 
don't follow it. And this is one of those things that it, that it, it, it scales, it's scalable. No matter how fast you're going, do not be closer to the car in front of you than two seconds. Watch the, usually watch the white lines in their back tire. That's the best way to have a pretty accurate idea of when they pass something and you pass something. As soon as they pass it, you count to yourself one, 1,000, two, 1,000. And if you get to that same line, before two 1000, you're way too close. And this is math. If they hit the brakes and slam on them, you cannot stop because your brain cannot react fast enough to stop. And you're going right up their tailpipe. You've just caused a major pileup in a city. If you're going closer than two seconds, follow the two second rule for your own safety and for everyone else's. Um, but just driving in cities, guys, just learn how there's just a few little tips and tricks. Just learn how watch, observe the flow of traffic and you'll be safer. Everyone else will be safer. It'll be a whole lot nicer for you when you have to drive through cities. Um, we need to like start wrapping up tonight, guys. I can't believe we've been talking for an hour and we're going to, but let me finish out with just a couple of more tips. Okay. Because when you travel a lot, when you get out there and travel a lot, and this is things that you learn, they train you in stuff like this at Big Purple. Um, and anywhere, I'm sure that you have guys that do some long haul driving or whatever. Um, you got to watch out for a few things. And I can tell you a couple of tricks here. One of them is highway hypnosis, right? Have you ever heard of highway hypnosis? If you haven't, you know what it is because it's happened to you at some point. And it's where you zone out. And you were essentially watching the road in front of you. You can see it. You see the lines and somehow you're even turning the steering wheel. You're following the curves. You're doing things the way that you're supposed to be doing things, but you are no longer controlling your body. Your body is running on autopilot and you're almost a little bit paralyzed. You see everything. You feel your body moving, but you are not cognitively doing it anymore. You're hypnotized. It's a real thing. Y'all know hypnosis is real. When you're out there on the road for a bunch of hours and you haven't say had enough sleep or it's just getting late and you're super tired, you will zone out and it is a literal form of hypnosis. Okay. And you are still functioning. You're just not cognitively functioning and you have to figure out how to snap yourself out of it. That is extremely dangerous. So just be cognitive of what highway hypnosis is. And I can tell you some ways to stave it off. The number one way you hear people say, oh, turn the AC all the way on high, roll the windows all the way down, turn the radio all the way up. The best way to do it and the professional's way to do it, take ice cube or ice cold water because you're tri road tripping, right? You may have an ice chest. Dunk your head in the ice chest. No joke. Or take some ice cubes and throw them in a little Ziploc bag and put them behind the, your ear right there below your earlobe or right here in the nape of your neck, right there where your collarbones meet or on the insides of your wrist. Those are some of the most temperature sensitive parts of your body. And that will wake you up almost every time. If you've got to get to the next rest stop, just so you can grab a few winks in the front seat or just make it 10 more miles to the hotel, get you some ice. Or even if it's just a cold can of soda or ice water or something, just put the cold stinking whatever behind your ears, nape of your neck, inside of your wrist. It will keep you awake. Or just pull over and stand up, get out of the car, walk around for five minutes. Just get your blood flowing. That's important, guys. It might keep you alive. But just remember those spots behind your ears, nape of your neck, inside of your wrist with something very, very cold will actually help stimulate you and get you awake. Um, There's all kinds of things like that, guys. Like take all the baby wipes. Don't be a Neanderthal when you're out there on the road using toilet paper. We've we've progressed beyond that. Y'all and I had a kid eight years ago when this little girl of mine who's about to turn eight years old, she's a baby, and I saw a baby wipe, and I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Let me check that out. It was like, ooh, well, this is fancy. When you're out there on the road, and you got to go you know, to the bathroom because you're having one of those wonky road dumps, y'all, there's nothing like a baby wipe. It's like a bidet for your booty. Y'all, for real, real, it's like a spa day for your, eh, it's like a spa day for your hiney, okay? Always have baby wipes. They will save you in so many different ways. They have multiple applications, as it were. Anyway, 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 my road trip this weekend was awesome. I had so much fun doing it. It was exactly what I needed. It was 48 hours of freedom, adventure, exploration, the unknown, Doing it for a good cause that ended up everything worked out in the end. It was perfect. It was perfect. I got to go back and see somewhere I've wanted to go back to for a long time, Enchanted Rock. Just got to have 
a really, really good time. I love road trips, and I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing me talk about this week's road trip, man. Like I say, I know I come at you. I kind of force stuff stuff at you sometimes. You know, I was like, I want to do this road trip episode. I sat on it forever, and then boom, I got my road trip, and it's like I can just put these two ideas together. That's what we did tonight. I hope that I managed to somehow possibly weave it into a tapestry that's at least somewhat fun to look at, that it wasn't just completely displeasing to the eyes. I hope the aesthetics are okay. And I hope you enjoyed being here with me tonight because I always love having you guys. Before we go, just remember, Ozark Outdoor Expo. Y'all, super excited, super excited. Great opportunity for the show. You guys support it. Go out there and check it out if you're here in the state. If you do, come by and see me. I would love to talk to you guys. Just a lot of good stuff going on, guys. A lot of good stuff going on. If you like what you're hearing, I do hope you will like and subscribe. I hope you guys will leave a review. That's the one thing that could help us the most. It's the very most important thing when it talk comes to algorithms and ratings. Go out there, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you need me for anything, guys, you know where to find me. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it's all right there on the homepage at waywardstories.com. If you want to get in touch directly, mywaywardstory at gmail.com. I've told you guys, some of y'all are, and we're having great conversations and email threads and instant messenger and planning to get together and do stuff. Some of us get in touch, y'all. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show. Anyway, thanks for being with us again. I can't wait until we get to do this again two weeks from now. But until then, you guys get out there, find you a road trip, find you an adventure, and be good to each other. 